Lord, we bless you for the worship of a holy God that can make little girls dance. We pray that you teach us in the Spirit. We're grateful, Lord, that uh, you speak to our hearts by your Holy Spirit. We give you thanks for worship that opens up our soul so that you can speak to the whole of our persons. Your grace can fill us with the very character of Jesus, and your gifts can enable us for ministry. Do your will in our hearts and our service this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Back in the century of the Wesleyan Revival, the bishop in uh, the Church of England at that time, actually the Anglican Church, was trying to convince the ministers in the Anglican Church to do communion four times a year rather than three. They did it Christmas and they did it at uh, Pentecost, and they did it at the time of the cross. He was trying to get them to do four uh, upper Lord's Supper celebrations in a year. Can you imagine that? In the Wesleyan Revival, John Wesley did communion twice a week. And that Wesleyan Revival was such a move in Scotland and in England. The Wesleys, Charles and John, were in England. And as he served communion twice a week, those were conversion events. As many as 13 and 1,400 people came. Can you imagine being the communion stewards there and having enough bread and enough wine? Uh, we went to one of those places, about a half of a football field, and the pulpit is up on a hill, and it's a wooden pulpit like it was at that time. And every time the weather takes its toll, they take it down and make another one just like it, the one on which John Wesley preached. And the people would come, and then they would, he would preach, and then they'd come for communion, and they stayed until they were ready to leave because conversion was going on there. I pray God that it'll happen again in the Methodist Church. And I thank God for this time of communion every Sunday. The nearest ritual that we have was written by Costin J. Hare, going back to the early Methodism. And the invitation came something like this. Listen carefully. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbor, and intend to lead a new life following the commandments of God, and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, draw near with faith, and take this holy sacrament to your comfort, meekly kneeling on your knees for renewed grace. Now here we do it by intention, and lay people come after we have consecrated the sacraments, and we serve each other. Sometimes little children serve, and that's beautiful. Children invited to come because they're covered by the provenient grace of God. If you intend to lead a new life and you're coming for conversion this morning, you're invited to come, and that's between you and God. This is the Lord's table. It's not a Methodist table. It's not a Wesleyan table. It's Jesus' table, and you are invited to be a part of it. And on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he break it, and he gave it to the disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This eat in remembrance of me with thanksgiving hearts. And likewise, after dinner, he took the cup, and when he given thanks, he lifted it up and prayed before the cup and gave the disciples the cups and saying, Drink ye all of this. For this is my blood which is poured out for you. I will not drink of it again until I drink it with you 
in the kingdom of God. God, we pray that this might be a day of celebrating the kingdom, and we pray that it might come now through these symbols of your broken body and your shed blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Let's pray together. Our Father, 